This is Becca Millhaven just saying. I'm Tom Becca. I'm McGraw Millhaven. How's everybody doing? After what, a two week hiatus or whatever, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but we had our schedules as such, and you had a you had a sick kid. I had doctor's appointments and everything, so you wouldn't well, I had I got a cold. I got sick and then I got a cold. So that's what you have for having a three-year-old, man. They're just a regular, you know, petri dish. You know what's funny? So um, on the text line uh, we have in the show, there uh, is clearly one or two or three or four people. Every time I get sick, right, I have a three-year-old in daycare. So you're constantly, huh? she's constantly sneezing and wheezing and whatever. So, of course, I'm getting sick now more because I have a three-year-old. Yeah, And so every time I get sick, somebody on the text line always claims that it's because of the COVID vaccine that I got four years ago. So, right. Oh, that's that's that COVID vaccine. That's that COVID vaccine. So when I die, please, God, when I'm 90, someone's going to text in and say, oh, he died because of the COVID vaccine. <laughs> uh, no, he was hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there, there are people like rooting for me to be sick because I got the COVID vaccine. It's the most bizarre thing. We are living oh my in goodness. a bizarre world right now. I mean, oh, my goodness. It's nuts. Know, oh, my God. You know, that's just that it. it's like what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in, on Capitol Hill, what's happening. It's just you, you can't make this stuff up. I can't get enough of what's happening on, on Capitol Hill. I am so riveted. So what's going on on Capitol Hill with this speaker's race? I am fascinated by it. In what way? I don't know. I don't know why. It's so weird seeing 435 people vote yes or no. In January, I think I watched every second of those 15 votes. Just, uh, just same here. People, people saying yay or nay for an hour and a half. I was riveted by it. Now we don't know how this is going. By the time this, I actually put this put out. This has been pre-recorded, so we don't know just how the votes turned out and everything. Uh, as of recording, my congressman Don Bacon has said he's a no vote. Yeah, you know, um, which I yeah, he's he's he yeah from Omaha. Uh, Joe Biden won the district, right? Yeah, right. Is that correct? Well, this is a very this is a very purple district. Yes, probably the most so in the in the country. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello, I'm here. You hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know. Right, but um, Don Bacon's district, Joe Biden won that district, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. won. Uh, he won it, and Obama won it, too. Um, oh. One year, yeah. So it's a very interesting sort of purple district. Um, and he's one of the five hard no's. Uh, now, we had Ann Wagner up here in Missouri, in St. Louis. She was, last week, she was a hard no. And then she was a heck no. And now she's a, hey, I'm all for Jim Jordan. Well, even Don Bacon has was quoted on CNN saying that he's a no, but he's not a hard no. <laughs> and, and and so, you know, I mean, I, I, I think he's going to stay with that. Um, I hope he will stay with that. Um, you know, but it's politics, man, and you don't know. You well, know? I saw what is it? Today's Tuesday morning. I saw Tuesday morning on CNN that he was still a he was in the hard no column. But I mean, but look, I I can't believe 
that Ann Wagner would do a complete flip-flop. And I said this on the radio show. I can't believe she would do a complete flip-flop if she didn't know Jim Jordan had the votes. Why would you do a complete flip, flip-flop and, and make yourself look like a, like a jellyfish if Jim Jordan isn't going to win the vote? So you have to assume that Jim Jordan, it might be ugly, but that he has enough juice to get the votes to become a Speaker of the House. I'm going to disagree with you on that, only in that, only in that she might be more, I don't know your district, that, but she might be concerned about being primaried out. And if she's concerned about being primaried out, then she wants to go along just to be able to appease that far right. Right. But if she was worried about that, she would have been more nuanced instead of saying he's a hard no. Right. She wouldn't have she wouldn't have come out over her skis so defiant against Jim Jordan if if she was worried about primary. Right. It would have been more nuanced. Let me see what he has to, to say. I like some of some of his ideas. There are others not so much. Let me have a conversation with him and see. Right. She would have done a slow walk, but she came out against the guy right off right off the bat. So I don't know. I, I just find the whole thing fascinating. And I, I love how Sean Hannity is right there in the thick of things, counting votes for everybody. And then I get blamed for being biased and having an agenda. Let me ask you something. Do you understand the appeal of Jim Jordan? Because I really don't. I got into um, I some people got angry with me on the show today about this. I and I, I need to be careful how I say this. I like Jim Jordan. I think Jim Jordan is an interesting character. I I like, and I don't know, it, it's hard to explain why I like him. I, I don't know why I like him. Is it the, I, insurre- is it the way that he was an election denier, an insurrectionist? No, 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 no. What, no, what, no. what do you like? What do you like? Is, is, <laughs> no, is, no, no, is it's, it it's not, that- it's, it's not, it's, and, and this, this actually brings up a whole other, a whole other issue. Okay. And are there people in your life who you like, who you disagree with? Besides you? Yes, not counting me. Right? Yeah, I would think, yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah. but, but, there, but there are people, there are, hold on, no, 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 hold on a second, because I just took an hour of getting beaten up over this. There are people in my life who I love. There are people in my life who I respect, who I disagree with on all sorts of things. There are also people in my life who I agree with on lots and lots of things. But you know what? I don't really like them. But okay, but so, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, though. Are there things that they would uh, disagree with you on that would be a deal breaker? For me, election denier and uh, insurrectionist supporter is a, a deal breaker. Uh, no, I don't think. Well, I mean, maybe if the person wanted to kill Jews, maybe. Um, if they wanted to, you know, if if they um wanted to i mean i'm sure there are some some deal breakers but uh very few and far between i mean if if they preferred to you know can continue destructive behavior and you know beat up people for a living or something i yeah but but no i i look this this goes to um the core of what's going on in america right now and that is i have a dear friend of mine who is a trump supporter and is a business person and is um, was tweeting out after January 6th all sorts of really, really out there stuff. And his friends came to him and said, 
you run a business, you sell to liberals and conservatives and Democrats and Republicans. You can't be saying this stuff. OK, so he kind of took it down and his his son is in college and his son is much more liberal than he is. And he has an estranged relationship with his son over this. I'm sorry. I don't care what's going on in Washington, D.C. Nothing will get in the way of my relationship with my daughter. I can disagree with her. We can argue. We can debate. But I'm not going to let some Yahoo in Washington, D.C. affect my relationship with my family. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Matter of fact, I had this conversation with my sister just this morning. You know, my dad's been passed away. He's passed away now for like oh, maybe, what, uh, 12, 14 years or something like that. Um, but uh, we were wondering how my dad would have felt about all this. My dad was a Republican, but he was an old school John McCain Republican, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wonder, you know, an old guy in the nursing home watching Fox News all day, what what would he have done? You know, how would he have felt about the, all of this? I I want to think that he would have stayed true to himself. But I also know that, you know, a lot of other old fathers uh, weren't saying true. To but, 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 but that's the thing, right? I mean, I, I know what you're saying. But uh, I think if your father became a Trumper, he would say that he was staying true to himself. So it's 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 that's the thing about it. Right. I mean, I I like for some reason, I don't know. Jim Jordan amuses me. He's entertaining to me. Uh, now, there you hit that. You hit the nail on the head. You may not have said anything more true in your entire life. What you're talking about is style over substance, which is the whole Trump phenomenon. It is, well, style is over politics. substance. It's not. Well, a, it's, that's everything. That's all. I mean, that's Obama. That's Clinton. That's that's Reagan. That's everybody. That's, you know, you and me and everybody else. I mean, you know, I. I find Jim Jordan entertaining. I find him interesting when he's on. I like him. I, I don't I don't I don't disagree. I don't agree with everything he does. I, I think subverting the Constitution is bad. Oh, you're I, I, really going out on a limb on that, aren't you? <laughs> really going out on a limb on that boy. But, but I would but I would but I look. No, 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 no. But I think if you found a Jim Jordan supporter, they would tell you he didn't circumvent the Constitution. But that's the right. I mean, it's the world right now is a Rorschach test. I hold up something. You say elephant. I say banana. That, and that's the problem. And, 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 and for me to say I like Jim Jordan and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, you, you like pedophiles. It's like, really? That's the dumbest thing in the world. And yeah, Jim Jordan has a lot of questions around him. I get it. Um. I will say this in terms of all this Democrats. And I don't know if we talked, we, maybe we didn't do it because of the, we didn't have a couple of uh, podcasts, but Democrats should have voted for Kevin McCarthy to be speaker of the house because now they're going to get Jim Jordan. No, look, look, the Democrats, I, I, I don't disagree with what you said there, but I understand why the Democrats did what they did. Kevin McCarthy Instead of getting up there and trying to suck up to that far right that wound up stabbing him in the back, if Kevin McCarthy, after he works with the Democrats to move, uh, you know, the continuing resolution forward, resolution forward, if he goes and and then it's on the Sunday morning talk shows and says, "Look, I appreciate the Democrats' help on this because we need to work together to solve these issues," if he had said that, 
then you know what? Democrats would have come across and saved oh, his butt. You know, oh, he, he, went, he went on there and tried to blame the Democrats for the shutdown. And and and, and the Democrats no, said, we're not, we're not taking this. I, I, it's I don't all noise. It's, I mean, of course, you want, you're, 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 you're as insane as everybody else. You want the Speaker of the House to kneel in front of Zod, right? Give me a break. The Speaker of the House is not going to thank the Democrats on a Sunday morning show. These people are at bitter odds with each other. He of is a speaker of the, he's a Speaker of the House, oh, not the Speaker on. of the Republicans. He you is a Speaker what? of the actions, House. And the House is Democrats and Republicans. Republic actions speak louder than words. He cut a deal with uh, uh, Biden on the debt ceiling. He cut a deal with the Democrats on the keeping the government open. Now you want him to say nice things about it. And if, oh, he didn't say nice things about me, we're not going to. Well, you know what? Now they're going to make their bed in line. Now they're going to have Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. Hey, if, if you're wait, OK, now, if, 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 uh, if you need if you need one hundred dollars to pay your heating bill. Right. And uh, I go and I give you that hundred dollars to pay your heating bill, and then you get out there and start bad mouthing me around town. Then you're sure as hell ain't getting my hundred dollars the next time you need a loan. I mean, that, and that's the same sort of thing, man. You know, look, we got to bring decency back. Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, you know, had different opinions about almost everything, but they got along and they worked together. Even, even um, 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 uh, Bill Clinton and um, uh. Out of Georgia, Congressman out of Georgia, Speaker out of Georgia. Um, Newt, Newt Gingrich. Newt, Newt Gingrich. Even, even they worked together somewhat to try to fix the economy. You know, we've got to work together on this. But no, they, you know, they, they can't do that because if they even show a little bit of sign of weakness, then oh my goodness, then the trouble well, you're, is all over then, them. Well, then, then you know what? Then, then you're right. So Democrats should have shown bipartisanship and gotten over the fact that uh, Kevin McCarthy said and didn't say nice things about him on Sunday morning and did what was the responsible adult thing in the room to do. And you go back to Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. I go back to Aaron Burr when he was vice president. He shot Alexander Hamilton. That's how much they didn't like each other back then. Well, okay. Now, you see, do you want to go back to that type of uh, government? I sure as hell don't. Well, the whole idea is to build a more perfect union, which means we're supposed to be moving forward. And, and, if, Democrats, and if Democrats were the responsible party, they would have voted for Kevin McCarthy and kept him as Speaker of the House, and we wouldn't be having this nightmare. Now, now you get Jim Jordan. You couldn't stomach Kevin McCarthy. Now you get Jim Jordan, Democrats. Shame on you. Well, no, no, no. well no, first of all, they don't have Jim Jordan yet. Well, they're going to get him. They're going to get him. I'll bet you a dollar they get him. I'll bet you $100, and then I'll badmouth you. Let's take a break here. This is, uh, if you're listening on KTRS, we'll be uh, right back after this break. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll be right back, too. This is Becky Millivan just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I mean, you bring up some very interesting points on all of this, McGraw. I mean, I, 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 will, I will admit, but I, I do think it boils down to the bigger problem, which is style over substance. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, Jim Jordan, you know, he gets on TV and it, there is something about him you just want to, you know, listen to what he has to say and, and watch the guy. You know, he's that, he's that rough, tough wrestling coach, you know, kind of a, uh, maybe, the, maybe the guy that you had as a football coach or a wrestling coach in high school, you know, he's that kind of a guy. Um, but if you take a look at, I just say actions speak louder than words. You take a look at his actions and there's no way that, you know, you can support him. Now that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that I'm thinking that, oh my God, you know, that we got to have uh, Hakeem Jeffries in there. It doesn't mean that I think the Democrats, but I do think that you got to have some, you know, more sanity in the Republican party. Well, you had Kevin McCarthy. Oh, no, but he wasn't. You didn't want him. Kevin no, McCarthy. After, after January 6th, Kevin McCarthy could have gone and, and 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 stayed with his initial point of view. But no, he went down to Mar-a-Lago and he kissed the ring. And, you know, I mean, McCarthy could have worked to really unite this country back then. He could have worked to unite the country when uh, he didn't get on uh, the Sunday morning talk shows and badmouth the Democrats. And the Democrats claim. And I don't know, I wasn't in the room. Democrats claim that McCarthy, and so the Republicans for that matter, that McCarthy, McCarthy would say one thing and then do something else. So they, nobody nobody seemed to trust McCarthy. So that that that's a real problem as well. Well, Jim Jordan does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all they all do the same thing. They they all they all say one thing and then change their mind. I mean, it's so look, Kevin McCarthy cut a deal with the Democrats all over the place. Why was he kicked out? Because he was too sympathetic to the Democratic cause. Now, now the all right. I mean, that's that's why he got kicked out. And now Democrats are saying he wasn't nice enough to us. He cut deals with you guys all over town. Give me a break. I there's there's a part of me, there's a part of me that is still hopeful. There's a part of me that is still hopeful that sane, uh, you know sane minds will take hold and uh, we'll get some sort of a coalition in place. Uh, you know, Keep I mean, I, well, I, I look, I, you know, to dream the impossible dream. Yeah, I, look, I, I get it. I mean, I know it's a long shot, but the Democrats have already floated the idea of um, keeping the uh, the guy that's in there now, you know, holding the, the placeholder, keeping him and giving him some more power so they can move some legislation forward. Look, you know, look, look, here's the, here's the bipartisan support. Here's the thing that I don't think people are talking about when it comes to Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan comes from the RFK Jr. wing of the Republican Party. They're isolationists. They um, are America first. They really don't care about the budgets, though they say they do. Right. I mean, they're 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 not really rule of law. They're not really constitutionalists because they think it's pliable to their own point of view. They're much more aligned with the ultra left wing of the Democratic Party. And so that, I think, is the story, is that Kevin McCarthy 
was sort of a middle-of-the-road regular Republican trying to appease the crazies. Now you've got Jim Jordan, the head of the crazies, running it. And he's much more aligned with the far left wing than people realize. Well, I will agree if you're saying that the far left and the far right are two sides of the same coin. I will agree with you on that. I mean, they don't want both parties don't want to fund both far left and far right don't want to fund Ukraine. Um, right. They're all I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, I mean, the squad and everybody else they're they're off in la la land. Right. How many Republicans voted against the infrastructure bill? How many far right wing Republicans voted against the infrastructure bill and how many far left Democrats voted against the infrastructure bill. You'd be shocked how many times these people have voted together. Well, uh, Don Bacon, my congressman, voted for the infrastructure bill. Yeah. And, and then Trump uh, tried to get somebody to uh, primary him and nobody. Right. That's exactly right. Right. Donald Trump is an isolationist. Donald Trump is not for Israel. He's he, he, he he's not for um, funding Israel. He's not for funding Ukraine. He's not a George W. Bush Republican. He, he's not a Reagan Republican. He's an RFK junior Democrat. Calling Donald Trump an isolationist is giving him too much credit. Donald Trump is a Donald Trumper. Donald Trump is in it for himself, pure and simple. Well, well, where where's the MAGA base? The MAGA base are isolationists. They're, they, they are not Republicans. They're isolationists. They're, they're populist isolationists. And, and that is not that is not that is nowhere in the last 30 years has been a tenant of the Republican Party and or conservatism. Well, let's that, that switch gears a little bit since you bring up the isolationist part here. You know, I think the, uh, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening there in Israel. And, and, and this is a real a real tragedy, what is happening there. And, you know, again, this is being pre-recorded. Joe Biden is going to, uh, to Israel. We pray for his safety and his success. Um, you know, that's a, it's a real risky trip that he's taken. We don't know how it's all going to turn out. But um, I, I do think I do think that people have to realize that you can criticize that the Israeli government is not the Jewish faith. You know, Israel is a democracy, which means that if you go to Israel, which I have now, you've never been to Israel, have you? That is correct. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been. And. And you go there and you realize it is a democracy with people from all different points of views. I mean, there are, there are Jewish people there in Israel that, uh, you know, are not for, you know, going into Gaza. You know, there are Jewish people there in Israel that um, have, have different views than what, uh, you know, the Netanyahu administration is putting out there. And and so people realize, you know, like we have to like boldly stand behind Israel. You know what? I, I think it, I think it's fair to challenge their government. You know, that doesn't mean you hate Jews. It doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. It just means that I think that, you know, there are people in Gaza that also have a right to life. There are people in Gaza that also have a right to to uh, uh, to succeed. And that and that doesn't mean that uh, I'm supporting Hamas in any way, shape or form. You know, I'm talking about the civilians that are living there. And it's a it's a it's a tough thing that now they got no like no power, no food, no medicine. I mean, it's just, you know, I understand. Look, I understand the, the Israelis got to protect themselves. I get it. I get it. And I'm not trying to defend what Hamas did. But at the same time, you know, how do you how do you go in there and just start wiping them out, which then ends up becoming well, first something, of all, more, first something of all, more than a fodder for uh, 
First uh, of all, a recruiting ground for terrorists. First of all, they haven't done that. Second of talking all, talking about it. Okay, well, talking about it and doing it are two different things. And how, how did we talk about after? How did we talk about things after nine eleven? Didn't we talk about how we were going to bomb Afghanistan back to the Stone Age? And then somebody would say, "Well, they're already in the Stone Age, and then we're going to bomb them back to you know, right?" I mean, there's that a lot of blessed. That was not coming from George W. Bush, though. That no, was, no, no. Coming from your talk radio callers, but it wasn't coming from George W. Bush. Look, look, I, you're there's not a Jewish person out there who doesn't feel for the innocent Gaznian who was being abused by Hamas and being a human shield. There's there's no doubt that there is horrific outcomes that are, that are coming. Um, I I don't know why. We um, we we talk about this in a different way than we did 9-11. And, um, you know, we nobody questioned our right to defend ourselves. So I don't know why people are questioning Israel's right to go after the people who did this. And yes, any innocent human life lost is tragic and terrible. And I'm sure the people in power will do everything they can to mitigate those things. But sometimes in war, tragedy happens. It's not when we went into Afghanistan, innocent people died. We didn't purposely kill innocent people, but innocent people died. And yet no one said, how dare we? No one said, right? Nobody said that. These people um, have had their 9-11. And all they're asking is that they, uh, they're not asking, they're all they want is to be able to defend themselves and live in peace. They don't care if the person next to them doesn't like them. They just want don't want the person next to them trying to blow them up. Ah, uh, I, I you know I I went like I, said, I went to Israel trying to understand what was going on, and quite honestly, I, I left more confused than when I went in. Um, it, it is a very complex situation. Uh, this is a game of three dimensional chess being played way above our pay grade. Um, you know what what's going on over there? Right? I mean, Hamas Hamas isn't even liked by the other Palestinians. Hamas is a terrorist group that that the PLO has no use for. Right now, there's talk about if if you dismantle Hamas and you give the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority, the Palestinian Authority is all about making peace with Israel if they can, you know, take over the Gaza Strip. Well, there needs to be a two state solution, which is you know. Not going to happen under the Netanyahu administration. Well, uh, look, I mean, look, you're right. It's 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 confusing. It's it, uh, it's a hornet's nest. It's, you know, 2000 years of, of angst and everything else. But, you know, the Jewish community, I, I'm Catholic. I don't know what it's even like to be raised in a household where all you heard were stories about grandma and grandpa being led to the gas chambers and uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and Right. We can't comprehend that. And the Jewish community has said never again. And when they mean never again, they mean never again. When um, I, and I, I, again, it's very complex. So I don't disagree with what you just said there. And, and, and any loss of life is tragic regardless. No doubt about it. So, I mean, I, I agree with you on everything you're saying there. Um. But at the same time, I was at one of the settlements up there in um, the West Bank. And I was talking with the mayor of this settlement. I forget, there's a name for it that I forget what the name is for the mayor, but um, he's the mayor for the settlement. And I asked her, I said, hey, look, you know what? I'm a 
I'm a Catholic kid from uh, Ohio, I said, but you know, from the Midwest. But um, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to live here. I'll, I'll pay my taxes and I'll mow my lawn. Could I live here? And she didn't just politely say, "Oh no, sorry, Tom, this is only for Jews." No, she got angry with me for even asking the question. I mean, see, like, into my face. No, no, God does not want you here. God wants us here. How do you reason with somebody like that? Do you, do you really want to live in the West Bank? No, I didn't. I was trying to understand. Oh. Don't don't try to be cute and change the subject. Can you can you reason with somebody like that? No, no, look, look, but again, it's it's different. It's 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 a completely different. Uh, it's not for us. It's not for them to understand us. We have to try and understand them. And we have to understand what they've been through and what they've gone through and and where they've gotten to and how they're they have been, um, you know, abused and wanted to be wiped off the face of the earth. You know, we've all done we've all dealt with the discrimination. We've all dealt with, you know, uh, uh, things that, you know, uh, have been abusive to our family or our ancestors, whatever else. No one has tried to systematically wipe the Irish faith or the Catholic faith off the face of the earth. Um, and and did it in 1945, which is a blink of an eye. You know, so, I mean, it's just a different. It's a different mindset and it's a different part of the world. And yeah, you know, America is, you know, we've left all that behind and, you know, we don't necessarily value a piece of land the way some others do. So be it. Um, we we got a break. Yeah. Well, when you, when you ask me if I wanted to live in the West Bank, I will say this. Um, if Israel ever get there, if they ever bring peace to that region, it is a beautiful area. And it is, with wonderful people who are who are um uh you know the history and the um just the culture the different cultures uh it, it's a fascinating place you know uh, so yeah i mean israel well there, there, there are people there are people who, who don't want peace right there are people who who strive purposely not for 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 peace no, I, I know, and that's. Yeah, I mean, they they make their 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 living sowing hate. And I and go back so, to my original question: How do you reason with people like that? Yeah. And now we'll take the break. More in a moment. This is Beck and Millhaven. Just saying on your podcast, and also on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we've been, man, this has been a pretty heavy-duty uh, conversation today. You know, when, when, when really all we really care about is uh, how uh, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith have been separated for all these years. I don't understand this story. I don't. This is one of these things that I just sort of know about through osmosis, and I don't know how I know about it. You know, I mean, it's. So they haven't been dating for years, but they went to the Oscars together, and he punched Chris Rock because he was offending his wife, who's not his wife. In effect, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, all right. All right. So, so I guess I do understand the story. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's bizarre. And then, then the fact that the fact that I know that Taylor Swift and. Um, Kelsey went to um, uh, Nobu for dinner in New York. Is uh, like stuff. I I don't know how I know that, but I just know it. And I well, be, well, because did you see the Saturday Night Live skit. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I I don't understand. I, I maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't understand. Maybe the way I'm so interested in this speaker's story, these people are just as interested in. And Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I guess, right? I mean, I've seen people like dissect their relationship online. Like, oh, I'm so hoping they're in love. I just know it. I just know they're in love. Really? Do you really care if Travis Kelsey and 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 uh, Taylor Swift are in love? I mean, do people really care? I know both you and I because although we are nowhere near the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey uh, stratosphere, but we had, you know, we're high profile jobs in our, in our communities. And I know that both you and I have had relationship problems sometimes just because we go out to dinner and people notice us, uh, want to talk to us. They uh, maybe want to argue with us. Uh, and, and some of the issues that go along with that, because there is, when you have a high profile job like that, there are some, some things that, you know, that, other people don't experience. And and so can you imagine what it must be like trying to have a relationship at that level with that scrutiny with people putting up TikTok videos about their, you know, what, what they're going through and everything? I mean, that how does how does anything like that survive? Well, I mean, I get like, hey, did did you hear Sally, the neighbor down the street, is you know, dating a new boy, or hey, did you hear I I get the sort of normal you know people, you're curious about people's lives, gossip. I always like gossip about people I know or people I think I know. But, I mean, this is like next level crazy. Uh, I mean, leave these poor people alone. Just let them be. Um, and the sports guys, the sports guys, right? I mean, does, do they really need to break in every 10 seconds during a Jets game to to let me know that Taylor Swift is cheering? Well... She, she wasn't cheering at the Jets game, was she? Yeah, no, she was cheering. Yeah, when the Chiefs played the Jets. At, oh, okay. I, I was yeah. thinking this last. Uh, oh, yeah. No, she wasn't in the last yeah. game. She wasn't at the last game. Yeah, he was there. It was a it was a boys' night out. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the fact <laughs> that we know that it's Man, like uh, it's, it's so. Are you watching these baseball playoffs? Um, I'm watching the final scores. I don't, I don't, I, I've watched an inning or two here or there just, you know, cause it's on. Uh, but I'm, I'm surprised at how little I care about the, uh, the playoffs this year. Wow. I am so into them. Why? I'm having, I, 
because the games are ending in normal times, right? The game, the, the Sunday night, the game ended at like 9.30, quarter to 10. It was great. The games are fast. They're fast moving. They're entertaining. I, I mean, I was watching the Rangers play the Baltimore Orioles. I watched the whole game. I think the Rangers were up 7-0, 7-1. There was no, there was no, the game wasn't in doubt. I was just enjoying, I was enjoying watching it. I, I don't know. I was so much fun because it was fast paced and fast moving. And I don't know. I loved it. I will agree that I do think, and, and I wouldn't have said this at the beginning of the season, but I do agree that um, a lot of the changes that Major League Baseball has made turned out to be pretty good. Oh, I think they should go even further. I, think, so? they should, uh, I think they should only have two outfielders. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding you. Um, I, <laughs> have the other side pitch. Have the, have <laughs> put the ball. Remember, in the remember, team. That when you were, remember that when you were a kid. This is a, this is the problem with organized sports. Because as a kid growing up in Cleveland, man, if we didn't have enough to field two teams, then hit the right field, you were out. You yeah. know the the you know your team had a pitch to yourself. You know. I mean, you had all these rules, and then if there was a if there was an issue about safer out at first base. You had to figure it out for yourself, you know. Yeah. And that, and and I think a lot of that is lost in organized sports. You know how how the kids had to figure these things out for themselves and make it work. Do you think Matt Gates played organized sports and wasn't able to figure out conflict resolution on the playground when he was a kid? Oh. oh. We don't have enough time to get into psychoanalyzing Matt Gates' childhood. Um, I, 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 um, now that I have a three-year-old, um, you know, I'm getting into this. She needs more activities. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to sign? And I'll be, I'll be a monkey's uncle if I'm going to get her in some type of, you know, organized select deal. You know, I want her to go out and play in the backyard with the kids down the street and the girl up the street and the girl who's two or three years older than her. And, you know, she's got to learn that, you know, I want unsupervised playtime for her so that she can go out and explore and see the world and sort of find out for herself what the world's all about. I don't disagree. But when she gets into, uh, you know, at a seventh, eighth grade, that that time there, and all the other girls are going to select volleyball and dad, I want to play select volleyball. And uh, it's only going to cost me about $3,000. You know, you'll, you'll succumb. You'll do it, man. Well, not not with that voice, I won't. Um, <laughs> um, well, now select volleyball is different because she has to get a scholarship to Stanford, so that's how she's going to get her scholarship to to Stanford. No, I look. I'm not against playing team sports. What I think we don't, as a proud papa of a three year old who doesn't know anything, I've never quite understood. Um, somebody who wants to play volleyball and is lives in St. Louis drives all the way to Minneapolis for a tournament. You telling me you can't find 10 girls to play a volleyball game somewhere between here and Minneapolis. You have to drive to Minneapolis to, to play a tournament. But this, uh, this is, this is big business for these cities. I mean, here in Omaha, I mean, we're, we're building all sorts of youth sports complexes so we can hold tournaments here. I mean, when, when the college world series is in Omaha, uh, what people don't realize is that it's also a massive little league convention where, you know, uh, where kids are coming in and they're playing all sorts of tournaments during the college world series. Um, so no, man, I, you know, it, it's, 
it is big business to get these uh, these people in the I No, fine, fine. It's big business for the coaches and their select teams, and, yeah, they're making a lot of money. I don't know how beneficial it is to the kids. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it's beneficial to the kids. I, I, I just don't. I, I, I just, I, I don't see how putting them in a car and driving all over the U.S. as a 10, 12, 13, 14 year old makes sense. If you took that money and put it in the bank and, and, had, an, and had, a, had an interest bearing account, you wouldn't need a scholarship to send the kids to, to college because you have all the money. From the money you 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 saved, not spending them all, driving all around the country. I don't know. I gotta think. I gotta think that you know you you got your kid in the car, you know, and then that and you're you're doing a a long distance drive. It's a you're making a memory of uh, you know her going to her going to Minneapolis to play volleyball. You're talking while you're in the car. I don't know. I, I don't know. It may not be such a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, clearly you don't have a teenage girl because they're on their TikTok uh, machine, not talking to you for the nine-hour drive. Um, and Leah, look, I'm not against seeing you know Yellowstone in in a car in a summer vacation, but every weekend, every other weekend, where your whole social world revolves around it, God love you. I ain't doing it, and and <laughs> I I ain't doing it, and and I I don't want her that scheduled. I want her to go and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know people are afraid of children being abducted. And of course, I don't want my child being abducted. But, you know, I want her to go play in the back creek. I want her to go, you know, skin her knee. I want her to I, go. No, I, I, I get all that. You know, I get go all climb that. a tree and go get lost. And, and, and she can do all that. I mean, it's not mutually exclusive. She can do all that and also be in organized sports. And everything you're saying right now about how you don't want her to do that. I bet there are fathers right now listening that said, yeah, I said that when my kid was three and uh, then uh, yeah, things change. And well, so, but we'll yeah, but they, they change, but they don't. I mean, look, how many times do you, you know, say I don't want them on their, you know, social media sites and you give them the phone. Right. I mean, I don't want her on social media sites. So guess what? She's not going to be on social media sites until, you know, until I, you know, until I can't stand it anymore. Um, you know, I'm not going to give her a phone when she's 10 or 12. You can give her a phone to call her, but you don't need to give her your old iPhone so she can download every porn site in the world. I mean, in, in what universe, if my grandmother gave me a, a phone with every porn site in the known universe and said, okay, I sh I mean, she would have shot me first. But yet these parents give these cell phones out like it's candy. You know, you uh, you mentioned the, the porn sites online and stuff. Uh, I know a guy that uh, used to work for LinkedIn here in Omaha, and his job was basically, you know, because, you know, I mean, we know that there's those sites on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, do you know there's also that on LinkedIn? On really? LinkedIn? Yeah, no, he, his job was to clear out all that that crap off of LinkedIn. Now, I don't see any of it because I'm not looking for that. But at the, at the same time, he says all sorts of stuff. He said, I couldn't handle it anymore. He said, the stuff I saw... I couldn't handle it anymore. I, oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. It yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just signed up for that threads, you know, that um, the yeah. Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And I don't know what I did, but now I'm like inundated with, I mean, Twitter at least had some type of like, I don't know if it had some community standards. Now it's like on my thread thing, I'm getting all this sex stuff. I'm like, how do I get this stuff off of this stuff? I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, 
Twitter has gotten to be a cesspool, an utter cesspool. Threads is a cesspool. Um, I mean, you, you know, you would go into. Well, I'm, the, I'm on. I'm on social media less and less and less. Yeah, I mean, I, I you used to go to the to the uh, magazine rack, right? And they had the Playboys on the top shelf behind the, you know, behind the wooden cardboard thing, right? So you could see your popular mechanics and your woodwork. Now it's just all front and center. It's like there's just no decency left. You know, what do you talk about that? You know, I mean, that's one thing these kids with their these kids with their phones and access to all that easy internet porn. Back in my day, we had to go find a National Geographic and hope we got to see some <laughs> topless woman. We had to go. There were photography magazines. There are photography magazines that, for the most part, had pictures of. You were you kidding? You went to the Sears catalog and looked at bra ads. Well, yeah, that was when I was home. That was when I was home. <laughs> When I, was at the, when I was at the drugstore, but looking at the photography magazines, because although most of the pictures were like of landscapes and things like that, every now and then there was a naked woman and it was like, whoo-hoo. Yeah, I know. What is wrong with you? Uh, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? We're out of time. All right. Uh, anything else going on? Anything else I need to know about? That's it. Uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey are dating. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> and I, I am not dating Travis Kelsey or... Uh, or Taylor Swift. Do you have any? Do you have any desire at all to see the Eras movie? No, none whatsoever. No, I don't. Quite frankly, I don't really understand concerts all that much. Oh, what? Do I really want to go down this rabbit hole, or just you, how much you spend? How much? Hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, whatever it is for a ticket to a concert, and you just have you have the same song on your phone. If if you want to hear the song, just hear it on your phone. Download it for a dollar. But <laughs> but that's like that's like somebody saying, hey, you know, I don't need to go out camping. I don't need to go out camping because I got an app that I can just pretend that I'm fishing here on my app. I mean, you know, it, it's the same sort of thing, my friend. You well, know, no, go to a concert for the communal experience, for the music, for the, you know, for the the crowd, for the for the uh uh, the the uh, anything can happen during a live uh, performance. That's yeah, but, uh, it, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it's all so staged and 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 uh, you know, it's it's all staged. So nothing really happens. I have been to New York when you were scrounging for tickets to go see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. I have I have seen Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, and it is great and it is fun. But you know what? I have all those songs on my phone. So I don't get it. And how many times have you been to a concert where they have faux encores, right? Where it's fake encores. You know when they're coming out. You know, you know when you go to a Bruce Springsteen concert and he hasn't played Born to Run and he's what leaves the stage, you know he's coming back to play Born to Run. So <laughs> so lie to me. You, you go you go to see the movie Titanic, you know the ship sank. I mean, it's you know. Okay, but I know, but the movie doesn't end, and they're like, "Okay, go home." You're like, "All right, now we'll show you the ship sinking." I mean, you go, <laughs> you, you go, you go to pay the money to see Bruce Springsteen sing "Born to Run," and he puts it in the encore. Really, where you have to cheer? Now, I paid you three hundred dollars to go see this concert. Now I've got to cheer for you to play the other song I want you to hear. I will say this: 
I got to be somebody I really, 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 really want to see now for me to go and deal with the crowds and everything. All right. So you or, agree or, with a ven- or a venue or a venue. Like when I went to uh, go see um, um, Randy Carlisle at Red Rocks. You so, know, now, so you agree with me? No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the concert at Red Rocks. But but it was a thing. It was like, you know, and I saw Randy Carlisle also when she was here with Pink at the... Um, um, at uh, the, the stadium, the D.D. Meritrade Stadium. But at the same time, I guess it's Charles Schwab Stadium now. I, I saw I saw them there, uh, you know, and, and I enjoyed it. It was fun in both cases, yeah. Right. You know? We got to go. Yeah we, yeah, we do. Okay, as always, a pleasure talking to you, my friend, even though you're wrong half of the time. And we will, uh, uh, the good Lord willing and the creeks don't rise, as they used to say in the old school, uh, we'll be back here with another podcast and broadcast on KTRS next week. Same time, same place. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Till next time, I'm Tom Becker. McGraw Millhaven. Bye bye. A Huda Media Production.